Welcome to Life Changing Money, a podcast all about one of the most taboo topics in the world, money. I'm your host, Barbara Shrehan, and we're going behind the scenes on business owners' journeys to money, success, and wealth. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life Changing Money. I am in my new podcast recording studio, although I wouldn't call it a studio. It's just like a segment of our office, but I love how it turned out. My team did such an amazing job and I'm so excited to host other guests here as well. You can see another chair and mic over there, but this week, this week's episode is going to be all about retirement. I think besides taxes, retirement is like the number one not talked about topic as business owners or not enough time and attention is put to anything regarding retirement. And so I am here to teach you all about what you need to do to retire from your business, to retire at the age you want to retire at. And, you know, I always like to talk first about diversification in your retirement. We don't want to rely ever on one source of income. And so retirement can look a lot of different ways. You can have a sale of your business, but again, you don't want to rely your whole life on your business selling because there's a lot of attributes to a business that make it unsellable, but you don't know that until you're trying to actually sell your business. So I would hate if you relied on that and the sale of your business actually never went through. So I like to think of the sale of a business as kind of the cherry on top to your retirement savings. I want all of you to save a little bit for your retirement every single year so that a bomb doesn't get dropped on your retirement. And you can do that through a ton of different retirement accounts. And I'm going to briefly talk about a bunch of them, but I came out with a course earlier this year called the Retirement Riches Roadmap, and it will teach you how to retire early and at whatever age you want to retire at. It goes through all the tax benefits of every single retirement account. It goes through what your financial advisor isn't telling you and what they should be telling you and all the tax benefits and cons to each account that normal, typical financial advisors don't even know about. So go to retirementrichesroadmap.com if you're looking to purchase the course. It's less than $500 and it will get you on the right track to retirement. So I'm going to dive deep into some retirement accounts. But I also want to talk about other streams of income with retirement that can look like a health savings account. And let me tell you, HSAs, health savings accounts are like my favorite accounts because they're like a three times tax savings account. Because when you put the money in to an HSA, that money is tax deductible from your W-2. So if you're an S-Corp owner and you have a salary, whatever you contribute to your HSA will be deducted from your salary. So your salary isn't taxed as high. So when you put the money into your HSA, it's tax-free. It's going to grow tax-free. And as long as you take it out for qualified medical expenses, 
that's going to come out tax-free as well. And there's so many ways to get the money out for medical expenses. It's not just your typical like doctor appointment. And our course has hundreds of ways you can get the money out tax-free. And eventually at some age, you're going to have medical expenses. So maybe it's not now in your 30s, 40s, 50s, or even 60s, but eventually when we get up there, we're going to need some funds for medical expenses. Now, if you want to spend the HSA money before, say, age 80, when you might need it for medical expenses, you can still put it in there tax-free, have it grow tax-free. And when you take it out, it'll just be taxed at your normal rates. So it's just like, it acts just like a traditional 401k. So I love them. They're a great way to save for medical expenses. And a lot of times people think like the money you put in, you have to use every year. You do not. It will roll over every single year. It's going to grow for you as long as you're investing it. And um, you can take it out later when you need it. Real estate is also a great way to diversify your income in retirement. Say you buy some rental properties in your 30s or even your 40s, and you're paying down that mortgage every single year, or your renters are paying down your mortgage for you every single year. Then eventually in your 60s and 70s, when your mortgage is paid off, you're going to have a very high cash flowing property or properties. And all of that money will help supplement your retirement income. Of course, there's social security, but right now that's set to expire or not expire, but run out in year 2033. So that's not an opinion that is actually calculated by a government agency that social security is set to run out by 2033. So I don't want any of you relying on social security when you need to be saving for it for yourself, because it could be gone by the time we get to retirement age. There's stock sales, interest, dividends, even cryptocurrency nowadays, and royalties. Maybe some of you have written a book and you get royalties every year for selling that book or some courses. There's gold and silver, which are precious metals. And those are a great hedge against inflation. And a great way to build wealth pretty risk-free. Of course, I guess it could always get stolen or the value could go way down, but historically the prices of those precious metals have gone up every single year. There's oil and gas, which that could be its own podcast itself, insurance, annuities, and long-term care insurance are some other really great ways to save for retirement. Now, here are some crazy retirement statistics that I just want you to ponder on. When I was writing our retirement course, I did so much research on all the different retirement statistics. And these are the ones that stuck out to me that 26% of non-retired Americans have nothing in retirement. So more than a quarter of people out there that are not retired have nothing for retirement. And only 44% of Americans are investing and over 50% of you lose money over, lose sleep over money. So starting now and starting today can help ease that anxiety about retirement and money. Cause I would hate for any of you to lose sleep about money. Women have 26% less saved for retirement than men. That's so sad, right? And I think a lot of it has to do with 
women are stay-at-home moms a lot of times for a lot of their years. And so that contributes to having less in retirement than our significant others. The average retired worker only receives about $1,800 a month in social security, yet the average assisted living is over $4,500 a month. So very sad. Okay. So also knowing how much you need in retirement is super important. So don't forget to take out a piece of paper, write down how much you think it's going to cost you every single month for housing, food, your vehicle expenses, buying a new vehicle. Cause I'm sure you won't have the same car from when you're 65 until you re- reach hundred years old. You're going to have insurance expenses, health insurance expenses, travel, and don't forget to add in fun because when you're retired, you're going to want to visit your grandkids or your friends and go to all the places you didn't get to go to before you retired. So our course goes through how much you'll need in retirement and how much you'll want to save each and every month. So I won't go into the very specific numbers because I'll lose a bunch of you on the podcast, but definitely check out the course for those numbers. You've probably heard about the 4% rule, and that's a rule that a lot of financial advisors go by when they tell you how much is a good amount to estimate on what you can take out of your retirement accounts every year, and that's 4%. So if you had $100,000 in your retirement accounts, you should only take out $4,000 per year. So if you wanted $40,000 a year, you would need a million dollars in your retirement accounts. If you want $80,000 a year, you would need $2 million in your retirement account. And then you can work backwards from there. If you don't have $2 million yet and you have 30 years until you retire, you can you know, take 2 million divided by 30 and almost get there, right? I'm not including interest and the time value of money and all of that. This is just for simple math purposes. But the 4% rule is a good way to kind of estimate how much you're going to need in each of your retirement accounts. A good target for your retirement accounts is that by the time you turn 30, you should have one times your annual salary in a retirement account. So if at 30, you make $50,000 a year, you should have $50,000 saved in a retirement account. By the time you're 40, you should have three times your annual salary, six times your annual salary by the time you turn 50. And as you can imagine, it goes up from there. Now let's talk about some of the different retirement accounts, because we get these questions all the time with our tax clients on, Hey, my financial advisor told me to open this. What do you think about that? And a lot of the times your financial advisor is really doing you a disservice because they don't know much about taxes. So let's talk about retirement accounts from a tax perspective as well. So a lot of people talk about traditional IRAs. Those, at least for 2023, you can put $6,500 away in. For some people, they can get a tax deduction for actually contributing into the traditional IRA but a lot of people are going to income out of that deduction. So that just means you make too much money to actually get the deduction for it. Now, I think traditional IRAs are super boring and I don't even think you really need them unless you're already maxing out other accounts. One of my favorite accounts is a Roth IRA. And if your financial advisor has ever told you that you make too much money to contribute to a Roth, you need to fire them 
because they should have told you about a backdoor Roth or even a mega backdoor Roth. And what that means is you would first contribute to a non-deductible traditional IRA, that first account I talked about. And then the next day, your financial advisor just converts that for you into a Roth. So that's kind of the back way to get into a Roth, even though you make too much money to contribute to a regular Roth account. And Roths are so important because they grow tax-free. And when you take them out, they're tax-free. So you're not going to get a deduction for them up front. But every time we do a calculation on the tax savings long-term of a Roth, that tax savings outweighs the tax savings that you would get from the beginning with a traditional IRA. So don't sleep on a Roth. I hope all of you out there have one or at least are doing a backdoor Roth. And when you retire, you're going to have so much money in tax-free accounts. Another account that we hear a lot of times that financial advisors want to open for business owners are SEP IRAs. And I hate them. Like there are a lot of cons to a SEP IRA. The biggest one is how much you can actually contribute. So if you took a SEP IRA and a solo 401k, which is my preference, if you're a single owner, business owner, so it's just you and you have no employees, I much prefer a solo 401k for a lot of reasons. The first being you can get more money in there faster. They both have the same $66,000 limit this year for 2023, but with a SEP, it's only based on profit. So you would have to have 25 um, you can only contribute 25% of your profit. So let's say you profited 100K, the max would be 25,000 that you can contribute. But with a solo 401k, as long as you're taking a salary, if you're an S Corp owner, then you get to automatically contribute 22,500 plus 25% of your W 2, which at minimum, you're probably taking a $36,000 W-2. So 25% of that is 9,000. So you just got $31,000, $32,000 in the account. When with a SEP, you only got 25. And if your profit numbers are higher, you can see how much faster you will get money into your solo 401k. But there's more reasons why I don't like a SEP. So with a SEP, you can't borrow against it. But so most for um, solo 401k accounts, you can borrow against it if you ever need the money. And a lot of our clients will borrow against their solo 401ks and buy a rental property, then refi the rental property and pay back their solo 401k accounts or just emergencies happen, right? And you might have to borrow against it. You can't do that in your SEP. Also, solo 401ks are more protected against creditors. Not that we ever think or want to get sued, but it could happen and your money is more protected in a solo 401k. Now with a solo 401k, I do want to mention, even though you have to be a, like a solo business owner, no employees, your kids or spouses don't count. So you could have a husband, wife, business owner, and they have three children, even though there's five people on the account and it's called a solo 401k, that's okay. It's just, if you have outside employees, then you cannot have a solo 401k. We get a lot of questions about, okay, I have $20,000 to contribute to retirement this year. Which accounts should I max out first? And, you know, I'll preface this with, I'm not a financial advisor. We can't give you financial advice. That's true for anything on this podcast, but I would always 
try to match first. If you have a spouse or maybe even yourself, you still have a W-2 job and they have a match in your 401k, I would always match that first. And so maybe they will contribute 4% for you as long as you contribute 4%. Take the match first because it's literally free money. So max the match is number one. Then I would max out your Roth or a backdoor Roth. So that's 6,500 is the max this year. Then I would max out my HSA, which went up a lot this year because of inflation. All retirement account limits went really high this year because of inflation. So that's the good and bad of inflation, I suppose. But you can contribute over $7,000 for a family this year for an HSA. So I'd max that out. So now we're talking, you know, if you had a hundred thousand dollar salary, you're putting 4,000 for the max match. You have 6,500 for a Roth. You're at about $11,000 there. Let's say 7,000 for your HSA. We're at 18,000. Then I would max out the rest of your 401k, whether you have a solo 401k for your business, maybe your spouse has a regular safe harbor 401k or your business has a safe harbor 401k. I would max that out, which this year it's 22,500 or the 66,000 for a solo 401k or if you have profit sharing. So that would be if you maxed that out to the 66, you're at about 70, 80, $80,000 in retirement deductions. And so I don't know a lot of people out there that's going to put more than $80,000 into your retirement. So that will get you a really good start. I would max those four accounts first. And I always love to give this example. Let's say you're an S corp owner. So you're an S corporation, which most of our clients are because there are huge tax advantages with that. If you're listening and you make over $40,000 in your business and you're not an S corp, please reach out to us because you could be paying like $20,000 too much in taxes every single year. But let's assume you're an S corp owner because you work with us and you have like a $45,000 reasonable salary, right? Because when you're an S corp, you have to have a reasonable salary. We can get like over $40,000 of that salary tax-free. Here is what I, what I would do. We would do 22,500 to the employee portion of your 401k, whether that's a SEP, a solo, a safe harbor 401k, traditional 401k. And then max out the HSA for family, that's 7750. And again, that's a deduction on your W2. So that 22,500 is a deduction from your W2. So is the HSA. Then I would even, if I have small kids, I would max out an FSA, which I haven't talked about yet, but an FSA, there's a few ways you can use them, but majority of people use them for daycare. So you can put up to 5,000 a year into an FSA and then you pay your daycare from there. So that's another way to get $5,000 out as a tax deduction. And then I would do the 6,500 to a Roth. And so just doing that gets over $40,000 of your salary in tax deductions. Now the Roth isn't going to be necessarily a tax deduction this year, but it's a long-term tax play, right? And I want to talk about tax benefits for retirement for W-2 earners, because I know not all of you are business owners. So definitely 
max out what you can to your 401k, max out your HSAs, max out your FSAs, like talk to your HR person and see all the benefits that your company offers because some of them can be like weird out of the box things that you might not hear about all the time from companies or the news. And so they could have some cool ways to defer a lot of your taxable income. So chat with your HR person. I also love retirement strategies for kiddos. Now I'll say, don't contribute to your kid's retirement unless you're good on your retirement accounts, because what you can't do is buy more time and you have less time than they do. So you need to max out everything for your own retirement first and then take care of your kids. But if you're already doing all the things to save all the money for your retirement, then I would help your kiddos out because the earlier you start for them, the more money they'll have later. And one of our favorite tax strategies, you've heard me talk about it all the time, is paying your kids through your business as long as they actually work in your business, right? But you can pay your kids up to $13,850 per year tax-free to them and a business deduction for your business. Now, I would take, personally, I would take the first $6,500 and throw it into a Roth IRA for your kiddo because now they have a W-2 so they can have a Roth for themselves. And so max that out. If you only did that for five years, they would be millionaires at retirement. So just from you putting in like $30,000, they would be millionaires at retirement. And if all they did was to keep contributing that max Roth for the rest of their life. So maybe at age 18, you stop contributing to their Roth and you're like, Hey, now that you're 18, you get your own job, you max out your Roth and they don't even have to do like a 401k or anything. They would have millions and millions of dollars at retirement. So I hope this episode was so helpful on all things, retirement and retirement accounts. Once again, our course retirement riches roadmap goes deep into every kind of retirement account. And it tells you the pros of them, the cons of them, the tax benefits, the downsides, um, how they actually work, what the limits are, what I would do in certain scenarios. And there are free resources in there. There's bonus materials and I hope you love them. And as always DM me on Instagram, if you have any questions about taxes or retirement. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life-Changing Money. Don't forget to subscribe. And I would love if you left a review and shared it with your friends. See you next time.